Hey, thanks for checking out the DPB. I'm Michael Cirillo. And in this episode, I'm going to answer some of the most common questions that I get asked about websites. Yeah, I, I don't have any music for the mini-sode. Sorry. Over the last four years of producing the show, I've been asked a ton of questions about websites. Surprisingly, and I'm not sure if this is a good thing or not, most of the questions have remained the same. So, in an effort to be as clear as possible, I'm going to make an attempt to answer just a few of them right now. And by the way, if you have questions for me, head on over to the Dealer Playbook Facebook page where you can post your questions or send me an instant message through the Messenger app. All right, here's the first question. Should my website be adaptive or responsive? Ah, yes, the beloved website framework question. I know there's a lot of debate out there over the best framework to use for your website, especially if you've ever heard this question asked at an automotive conference. But let's just cut to the chase, shall we? The short answer is responsive. I mean, come on. That's really what everyone wants to know. I'm sure you're not looking for a roundabout, random, self-serving answer when you ask that question. It's a straight question, and you deserve a straight answer. In fact, Google recommends responsive. Let me read this to you right from their website, which I'll post a link to over at thedealerplaybook.com in the show notes for this episode. We recommend using responsive web design because it makes it easier for users to share and link to your content with a single URL, helps Google's algorithms accurately assign indexing properties to the page rather than needing to signal the existence of corresponding desktop and mobile pages, requires less engineering time to maintain multiple pages for the same content, reduces the possibility of the common mistakes that affect mobile sites, and on and on the list goes. So... My short answer, responsive. Next question. Where should I put more advertising budget, Google or Facebook? You know, the answer to this really depends on what your objectives are. I tend to enjoy Facebook a little more because of how deep the targeting is. However, there is a time and a place for everything. It all really depends on your objectives. Both platforms are used uh, in different ways, so it's, it's important for you to consider how to be most effective based on the usage behavior of each platform. For example, uh, on Google, people are typically searching for solutions or answers. They're comparing products or searching for a local business. You can get really creative with how you place ads on Google by uh, putting them in front of high-quality searchers who are showing intent. You know, If your ads are less salesy and more useful, you'll have a better chance of getting clicks rather than being ignored. On the flip side... Um, people are on Facebook to connect with friends and family. They, they don't want to be sold to. They aren't going on Facebook, generally speaking, to do a search like they would in Google to search for answers or search for options about products and things of that nature. They're, they're there to hang out. So make sure that your offers aren't intrusive. That's going to be a key. So no matter what platform you choose, you should focus your energy on how to be relevant, useful, and engaging. And, you know, I'd probably really recommend that you look at a healthy mix between the two. So the short answer, depending on what you want to accomplish, uh, uh, that, that's really the key. And, and I'm going to stop myself there before I start ranting about the thousands of dollars businesses are wasting by not having a clear plan before they start all this stuff. You need to have a plan. Next question. How can I get more visitors to my website? Here's the answer you've likely heard before. SEO. See, it's that simple. All you got to do is optimize the thing that helps you show up on the thing so that people can find you and buy your things snooze you ready here's my answer 
Content. Produce so much content that the market cannot deny you. You have so much to talk about, but so many dealers are wasting time talking about the wrong things. Here's what I mean by that. They talk so freaking much about themselves. Just stop. Nobody cares. Produce content that aligns with consumer interests. That's how you're going to win. Talk about the topics they care about. If they're construction workers, uh, you know, talk about the best ways to load the tools in the back of the F-150 if you're a Ford dealer or whatever. If you're a Corvette, you know, if they're Corvette enthusiasts, talk about the best place to take their next Sunday drive. Whatever you do, don't talk about yourself. Don't pitch, please. Don't tell them to come on down and get your friend financing. Dude, it's garbage. If you want more visitors to your website, much like the field of dreams, if you build it, they will come. No, it's not necessarily a fast play, but it's an evergreen play. It's uh, one of those things that once you build it, it's there and will continue to help customers in your market for years and years and years. So if you're wondering how to kick things up a notch with content, man, I'd be grateful if you check out flexdealer.com forward slash services, because when you go there, you're going to see the exact process my agency uses to get dealers like yourself massive results online. Here's the next question. We have a limited budget. Is there anything we can do to make an impact online? Sure can. Free up some budget. See, this question is interesting to me because it's all a matter of perspective. As a business owner, I get it, man. There's there's only so much money to go around. But I have a guiding philosophy that I'm hoping you'll find some value in. With all that you could do, what should you do? In other words, what do you believe is going to have the best and most helpful positive impact on your business? Once you've figured that out, do that. Don't dabble in online marketing if you're not convinced that it's the best thing that you should be doing. Now, as a side note, I think that's the most ridiculous thing you could do is is not be online, especially because, like, let's face it, the Internet's not going anywhere. That's something you really need to figure out first, though. Like, what do you think is going to be the most impact for your store? But if marketing your dealership online is important to your future, then it's time you cut some dead weight, man. Like audit, you, you need to audit the performance of your current marketing efforts and anything that's not producing returns needs to be kicked to the curb. Use that newly found budget to get involved online. Do it with oomph, like get behind it. Whatever you do, don't just jump in, okay? Take the time you need to formulate a plan. Part of your plan is gonna be auditing the performance of your current providers and seeing if there's any ROI there. It's gonna be, you know, figuring out what your buyer personas are and putting that information. It's going to be getting clear on your unique selling proposition and the unique value that you bring to the community. And then I repeat, and only then should you start spending money to market your store online. I could go for days here, but I won't. Okay. If you have a limited budget, you're going to have limited results. Decide what you want to do and go from there. I get it. That was a little bit raw. I got, I got a little bit raw there for a second, but I feel like, you know, I, I feel like I need to follow up with the Ringo, you know, peace and love, peace and love. Cause I'm saying it cause I love you. You know that I want you to be successful. Next question. Apps or websites? Uh, 100% no to apps. Definitely no to apps. Like, come on, dude. There's so many other things that you could be using that your clients are already using. Why add another learning curve to the mix and waste precious time and money trying to get people to download your app? This ties into uh, what I was saying earlier about having a plan. I mean, don't get me wrong. If having an app ties somehow into a creative strategy 
then by all means, man, fill your boots. But if you just liked the sound of it and it tickled your ego, steer clear. My opinion is this. If, you know, if Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all these other social sites already have built in audiences, then I'm going to spend my time where the people already are. They already know how to use those platforms. So there's no learning curve, you know, and, and then I would be going all in on providing as much value in those places as I possibly can. Uh, next question. Everyone is telling me all about page speed. I checked my website and my score is not good. What should I do? Well, I talk about this first and foremost in my book, Don't Wait, Dominate, which you should definitely check out on Amazon if you haven't already done so. Uh, but for starters, don't panic. Don't sound the alarms just yet. I know we do this. We go to conferences and workshops and somebody says, your page speed, you got and you come back and you, it's like DEFCON 5 and you sound the, the alarms and signal the, the planes to take off. But let's just, let's just cut through this here a little bit. Yes, page speed is important, but probably not for all the reasons you've been told. In fact, some of the most prominent websites out there, Google included, Apple, Probably even the website of the company that the guy worked at that told you that your page speed sucked, they have lousy page speed scores. Having said that, when Google came out and said that page speed accounted for 1% of their ranking algorithm, I was intrigued. Of course I was. Most SEOs were intrigued, especially because it was the first time they'd ever attributed any number to a ranking factor. But here's the thing. Later on, they came out and confirmed that their top three ranking factors are content, links, and something called rank brain, and I'm not going to get into that here. Yes, you should pay attention to page speed, but I wouldn't sweat the things that are out of your control. For example, if you're on a WordPress platform, each plugin installed on your site will increase your page load times. Why? Because each plugin makes a separate call to the server for information, and naturally that process takes time, right? The call goes to the server, the server looks for the information, the server then sends that information back down to the website. I mean, this... this process takes time. Another thing that's going to, you know, increase page load times is if you upload massive images to your website. You can remedy that by decreasing the size of the images. And I want to clarify here, I don't mean the dimensions of the image. I'm talking about the raw file size. How many megabytes is it? I mean, when you start adding them all up, if you have a bunch of 1 megabyte images on your website, well that's, you know, if you had 10 of those, well you're making a call to the server for 10 megabytes to send them back down. Depending on internet speed and your internet service provider and connection issues, I mean, that could take forever. Uh, here's an example. I mean, just the other day, we had a client who noticed their page speed was a little lower. We went in, we investigated, we wanted to see what we could do to help out. And we noticed that there were some images that they that were uploaded to their homepage that were bigger than they should have been. So we made the corrections, we decreased the file size of those, those images, and what do you know? Their score immediately rose. For me, the bigger issue with page speed is this, user experience. See, you have less than five seconds before a user leaves your site. So it's really important from that perspective that you're doing everything you can to make sure your site is as fast as possible. In fact, uh, a one-second delay in page response resulted in a 7% reduction in conversions. So if you're really concerned, don't don't up and cancel your site provider just yet. Don't start you know looking for, like I said, don't panic. Just give them a call and see what they can do to help you out. Well, how'd I do? If you have any questions or comments, join me over on the Dealer Playbook Facebook page. Also, 
If you want to have a ton more questions answered or get some really cool step-by-step guides and tutorials, do me a favor, head over to the flexdealer.com blog. Later.